Thank you all for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited just for another opportunity to get this thing right, to grow in servant leadership, to grow in faith, to grow in Christ. And what better way to do that than to continue speaking with amazing servant leaders like we have on today. Today, we have servant leader Jerry Porter with us. She is the head women's basketball coach at Francis Marion University. And I'm super humbled by this one, y'all, because I'm going to tell you, it's amazing when you watch people from afar, and then when you connect with them, and then when you recognize this fact right here, that it's not just about the title, it's about the towel, how we serve. And I was listening to that from a servant leader, Willie Spears. I was listening to that from a servant leader, Randy Barr. And now watching in action for you makes me so humble. So I, I want to thank you for your time. I tell everybody that time is that one thing in life that once it's given, you can't give that back. Uh, so I thank you for that. And I'm going to pass the torch to you to say hello to our listeners and we'll get this conversation started today. Thank you so much, Chelsea. It's um, such an honor here with you today. Um, I am Jerry Porter. I am the head women's basketball coach at Francis Marion University. I am, um, wow, about a 29-year veteran. Come uh, on. College basketball, yeah. Um, had the opportunity to step onto the court right out of, um, step on, into, onto the bench right out of, co- of the court. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. So I am, I'm honored, I'm humbled. Um, everybody who knows me well knows that the two things I like most talking about is my faith and basketball. So the fact that you have found a way to merge the two um, very well um, is is awesome and exciting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting with you today. Same here, coach. And you know, it's so funny. We're talking about this a little bit before we came on. That has been the most exciting, intriguing, and humbling portion to this whole endeavor. You know, I tell people all the time, um, I had coach Sherry Cole on a couple weeks ago. And we were laughing because I said, it's funny when God speaks to you, right? And you're like, you you sure you told me to do that, right? (laughs) And it's funny because it's like, you know, here I am, little me. And I I speak of this story because we have just rounded out the second year of the podcast. But I literally was a thick of the pandemic, like we talked about. I was sitting in my house. I always do devotionals alone. And of course, naturally, even in the word, the word tells us, Christ tells us, it wasn't good for men to live alone, right? right? And I need you, since you're on social media all the time, I need you to ask these coaches to join that devotional you're doing with me. And I'm like, nah, you, you're not asking me that. Like, there's no way you're asking little old me down here in Tallahassee to ask these coaches that. There's no way, you know? And he's like, yes, that's what I'm asking you to do. And I tear it, coach. I tear it, I tear it, I tear it. I'm like, nope went to do something else, walked outside the house. My nephew and my niece were over. My brother came to pick them up, walked outside my house and locked myself out of the house. (laughs) Okay. So I spent the next maybe 30 minutes to an hour waiting on Papa Lock to come and uh, 
unlock the door. And I laugh because I'm like, okay, God, I got it. Cool. I got it. Fine. And so <laughs> sent the message out and we ended up having like 50 coaches join that Bible plan then. Awesome. Something so amazing. It's found into something that you said this before we came on to be able to merge that ministry with athletics. Right amazing space. I want to start right there for a moment with that ministry portion, right? Because of course we have listeners on, we have listeners that will listen, where our faith journey started in different places, right? Grandma sure. used to always say how you learn to know him for yourself. I exactly. want to a little bit about how you learn to know Christ for yourself. Wow. Um, I, I wasn't the preacher's kid. I was the deacon's kid. And, um, Yes. <laughs> so, so we all kind of moved, we all kind of moved in that same space. Um, but I, you know, I had the the honor um of having parents who were show enough saved and and who um you know we were that family that was in church. Uh, every every time the doors opened, uh we were there. Uh and 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 you make a really good point um uh, when you talk about how you get to that point where your faith is your own. Um, because when you grow up, when you're raised the way that I was raised, um, a lot of times church is just what you do. Come on. Who you are, it's not necessarily what you want to do, it's what you do by virtue of this is the family that I'm in. This, these are the requirements for being a part of this family. Um, so it probably wasn't until I got to college. Um, I'm a Liberty University graduate. Um, that is all that that always triggers a conversation. Because um, Liberty is that school that that I think has a lot of different layers to it, but that's probably for a whole different conversation in your life. <laughs> uh, we won't even get into that, but um, I say that only because I think it was there that I really kind of genuinely settled into who I wanted to be and how I wanted to walk my own faith out. Um, as as much of it as an example as I had from my parents and from so many godly people from. Um, you know, youth leaders and pastors and teachers, and even av- after having gone to a Christian college, coaches and, um, you know, professors who knew the Lord. Um, it wasn't until I got into school and got away from the rules and requirements of living a certain way um, that I then had the opportunity to really establish for myself, this is, this is who I want to be. This is the kind of relationship with the Lord that I want to have. And as you know, it evolves, um, you know, we, we start where we end and we don't end on top. So, um, you know, so for me, it's been a journey um, over over several years um, and, and I'm still striving, but uh, it, it really began for me just as um, the, the faith of my fathers, the faith of my family, the faith of my parents um, that guided me and gave me the blueprint um, and then, you know, that opportunity as a young adult to really make some decisions about how I wanted to live uh, and what I wanted this to look like as I as I got older and began making decisions for myself. You know, you said something that was so key in there, and I'm reminded of uh, servant leader Benny Bolden. He his podcast was on a couple of days ago and you both meet each other there. That's what I love about the servant leaders that come on. I know it's a God thing because so many times the things that you all say and do intersect. And he said, I knew the God of my mom. Mm. He said, but I didn't know him for me. There you go. And you mentioned this blueprint. And I think that's so amazing. I, I, I was, I say this, my, my grandfather was like my, my grand, my grandpa was what I call him. He's like my father, right? He was the mm-hmm. chief 
So I met you. That's why I laughed when you said it, because I got it, right? And even he passed a few years back, but even at his homegoing ceremony, that's what I said. I said at the fifth Sunday union, a hundred men in black and white, whenever there you go. open, we were there, right? But one of the things that taught me, even though what you said, it was a requirement, right? It was what our family did. It was a pattern, mm-hmm. but it was what they did to lay the foundation. Right. And then we were able to build off of that. I tell people, you know, a lot of times these homes get built, you know, we'll ride down the street and we won't see anything. And in a month's time, and it's now a whole neighborhood and it's like subdivision. (laughs) And it's crazy because you start to think like, okay, now, you know, even when they used to do that little real world home edition or whatever, and it's like, how did y'all build that house in a week? I'm nervous. (laughs) Right. Right. But it's that foundation, though, that we were able to build upon. And so I'm so thankful for that, that even though it was, as Benny Bona said, the God of my mom and as you're the deacon's kid that we are, you know, but it was a foundation that helped us to build. But you know, something else, though, we were talking about these mountain top moments and these valley moments. Right. And people that love me know, like I am, am a huge proponent of not necessarily telling your business, right? I tell people this all the time. I am a person that stays and keeps things close to my best. Uh, you know, I have people all the time. I received my master's a couple years ago and a couple colleagues and friends in my friend group was like, this girl got a whole degree in anything. <laughs> Ain't told <I> nobody. <laughs> yeah, and that's just me. I've always been taught to kind of move in silence. And then of course, when you are finished, make those things known. But you know, in those moments, sometimes it's the transparency and leadership that does help people to get up, help him, help them learn who Christ is, you know, right. to talk about for a second, if you can, the importance of transparency and leadership, especially on the women's basketball side, when you are leading and steering young women. Wow. Um, first of all, I think that you can't impact without being transparent. Come on. You, you can impress. You can impress. Come on, coach. But you can't impact. And so, um, you know, just, just one of those lessons that, that I learned along my journey is that we are all flawed. Um, we all make mistakes. We all have mountains and valleys. Um, it's usually easy to connect in the valley. Um, because for the most part, we all tend to be a lot more introspective when we're in the valley, right? You know, we're sitting up on top of the mountain and everything is going well. We're not really stepping back trying to figure out how we got here, right? Come on. That's, that's when it's just really easy to assume that I did everything right. And that's why I'm where I'm supposed to be, right? You know, this Mm -hmm. is what I do. I win. Um, when we're in that valley moment, that is usually when we step back and we're really introspective and we're trying to figure out how we got here, um, what we could have done better, what we could have done differently, um, how I could have, how can I maneuver in this space that I'm in right now to make it work out for me? Um, and typically, if if we're willing, if I'm willing, let me make it personal um, to share with people my failures and my faults and the things that I struggle with. Um, I can usually have a lot more of an impact in that space um, in terms of just being able to help people um, understand where I am, understand um, where I've been that you may be right now or where we are standing in the same space together um, and how I can make an impact 
um, just by being willing to share um, some of my failures, some of the things that I that I don't do well, or some of the things that I've misstepped about. I give you a perfect example. Um, people who know me, you know, very public. When you when you coach on the college level, it's very public. Um, I lost a job uh, in 2013. I started my career um, at Liberty. And I went from the bench at Liberty as an assistant to my first head coaching position at North Alabama. Um, and from there to Radford and from there to George Mason. Um, and I lost that job after five years. Um, and I'm gonna tell you something, Chelsea, what was amazing to me is the people that the Lord brought into my space after that happened to me who were dealing with the sim similar situations. Coach, know who the Lord just linked me to, um, whether it was a phone call or a common associate or somebody who knew somebody, or maybe I bumped into you somewhere and we started having a conversation um, and found that you found yourself in that hot seat or going through the same exact thing. Um, and so, to your point, I'm, I'm very similar. I don't, I don't want to talk my business. <laughs> that's not, that's not really attractive to me but at the same time I found I found that I found myself asking the Lord to bring people into my space um, who could benefit from my story um, or who I could help who I could bring some comfort to or maybe even a few words of wisdom that would help them as they were maneuvering in the same space so um, I know that the Lord you know I heard somebody say you know God doesn't waste pain um, and I am, I am a witness to that. And so even when I find myself in those situations, those circumstances that are a little, a little bit less than ideal, um, I really want to make sure um, that I'm using them to help the next person. Because I feel like if the Lord's allowing me to go through it, it's probably because there's some, some way that he wants to use that um, to help me help somebody else. I think that's how God operates in my life. I believe that's how he operates in most of our lives. That's so golden. Like, you'll hear me say that a lot, like, because I always move off that scripture in a word that tells us, you know, it's so easy for people to find the dirt, but be the one to find the gold. And that's why right. I'm able to be in this position to hear such amazing words from servant leaders, because it's just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, that was golden for sure, you know, because so often, like you said, it isn't attractive to tell our business. That's not something that I'm like, mm-mm. You know, but you're right. He does not waste our pain. He does not waste the test and the trials. He does not waste, you know, we hear it all the time. People say that test is for the testimony. The message, right. Is, right? We've heard that. And it's so amazing, you know, our listeners, and if you hear the podcast a lot, you'll hear me often talk about Christine Kane and Joyce Meyer. I love so many of them in my worship time where I'm listening to podcasts or different um, sermons, but she said this specifically two days ago. That's what's so funny about this. And I'm talking to you now. She said, it's so funny. I haven't baked the cake in a long time. That's what she said. She said, I used to bake all the time, but clearly I don't have time. She said, and it's so funny. There's times where I was so used to baking the cake. I didn't need a recipe, mm. right? She said, mm. sometimes I would rush and I'm like, wait, it's missing something. I don't know what I left out, but it's missing something. She said, I don't see anybody standing there eating a stick of butter by itself. That wouldn't taste good. I don't see a person cracking an egg and eating it raw. That wouldn't taste good. She says, but what I do know is when you start to put the flour and the butter and the sugar and the brown sugar now. cream together, all things 
begin to work together for good for there the family. And she said that exactly is how it works in our lives, that things may not feel good, that pain, those things that we always go through, it won't make sense. And sometimes when we're enduring, it's like, I've done this, God, I've done this. I'm doing this with you. What is going on? And maybe just maybe, just like the margarine, just like the crack egg, maybe you're just missing one more piece. Right. Things to work together. And so I implore all of us to be that piece. Like you said, I like how you put it. You said, I pray that God enters those people in my space who I need to actually be able to benefit. They can benefit from my story. I love that. Absolutely. And there's, there's a, there's a trust. Um, I think that it's those experiences for, for the church kid who knows God intellectually um, between my ears, because I know all the stories and I can quote a lot of the scriptures. Um, there is a trust in that experience, in those experiences that now gets implanted in our heart, in our soul, like that place where we live, because now I'm not just knowing it intellectually, I'm, I'm living it, I'm walking it daily. Um, it's become a part of my life. It's become a part of who I am. So do I know that God works all things together for my good? Or do I really deep down in my spirit, do I trust that? Um, so I think for me, that's that's probably been the one of the most rewarding parts of my journey. Um, even over the last eight years, seven years that I've been here, um, it's just really being able to internalize trusting God. Um, knowing the scriptures and knowing the Bible stories and, 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 and knowing what faith is, that substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, but now really kind of getting it where I can walk it out and I can Come walk on now. that thing happen or that thing that's not really ideal. Um, and I can still trust that, okay, you know, this may feel a little uncomfortable right now, um, but I trust God. I trust his plan. I know that whatever it is he's got for me, it's good. Um, and I'm going to trust it and I'm going to walk until he shows me what it is. Um, if I knew what it is, it wouldn't be faith. So he ain't going to tell me. <laughs> oh, now. He's not giving me a lot of details, but I, I can trust. And I think sometimes those are the valleys he has to allow us to, to walk through. So he can grow those things in us that we may not, we may not have had otherwise. That's so uh. That is so good. And it's funny because, you know, you coach, I I coach. And it's funny because we know that there's these games on the schedule that, you know, you don't ever want to assume or just claim a win, right? You, you thrive them and you want the, you almost kind of hate to play them. Yeah. That's the ones where you go as a coach be upset because the girls aren't going to go for it. Uh, wholeheartedly how we're supposed to because they already in their minds thinks we're going to win chopped and it up god's way right he right. knows that if we knew exactly what he was going to give us or how it was going to mm. or what was coming we wouldn't do the things we needed to do in order to be equipped for them to come exactly exactly he knows that yeah right yeah <laughs> so true that's good that's really uh, good you know. It's amazing. Look, you on one today now, Coach. I'm telling you, my knee been kind of <laughs> lately. Don't you start, because I will take off, okay? Listen, listen <laughs> we'll be up here running around together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it because you mentioned his trust, right? And it's one of those things where with his trust, 
I can't trust them if I didn't try them. And I think that's where we miss, that's where the disconnect comes, right? It's like when I I teach. And so at the Mm -hmm. beginning, I can't trust, no offense to your previous teachers. And that doesn't mean just last year. That means ground, right? And so I need to know, I need to know where you are. I can't trust that. And once I do an inventory, Mm, you know, mm. then I can build on that, right? Right. The same way holds true for God. I can't just say, well, you know, Coach Jerry Porter told me that God did X, Y, Z. And you right. know, our deacon parents and grandparents told us that X, Y, Z is going to take us so far. Why? Because here's the thing. If I don't try and for myself, that's going to run out. There you go. I was talking to servant leader Rachel Barbeau and I try to throw them out there for a reason because I don't get here alone, right? Even mm-hmm. though I'm saying I don't get there alone. And I told her, I said, it's amazing. I didn't realize I'm a brain aneurysm survivor coach, okay? Oh, wow. And Praise in that moment, in that time, mm-hmm. I, didn't get it. I was a college athlete. I'm like, I'm healthy. What? Yeah. Like, explain this to me because wow. I live right. I'm not perfect, but I try to do mm-hmm. what you asked me to do. Mm-hmm. And now this. Please right. help me understand this. But what I understood was this, just like you said at the beginning and servant leader, Benny Bolden, you said, he said, I knew the God of my mom. You knew the God of your parents. But mm-hmm. see, I knew the God of my grandparents and my mom. I right. didn't know And see, I couldn't tell somebody that's going through that he's a healer if, I, if he didn't heal me. There it is. I couldn't tell somebody he's a savior if he didn't save me. There it is. There it is. And I can trust them because I tried them. Right. Amen. Amen. And, and, and I think that it's, it's part of the reason, Chelsea, that he, he allows us to go through some of the things that he allows um, because he knows that we can handle it. And he knows that it's going to grow us. And he knows that then you become that servant leader who then turns around and pours into the next person, um, whomever that is, whether it's coaches, whether it's your athletes, whether it's your students, um, pouring into people daily from your own of the things that he has taught you through your own life experiences. Um, If we stayed on the mountain, there just wouldn't be, there wouldn't be enough of a testimony if Come we, on. I, I, you know, and I, I say that as somebody who would love to win 30 games every year and, <laughs> and, you know, make eight figures and all the good stuff. Um, but I can sit here as I look back on the, the, the entirety of my journey. And I can honestly say that it's been those Valley moments um, that have probably made me um, more effective in the way that I do my job. And, and in the people that I'm able to minister to, as I look at my job as ministry, um, it, it, it probably has made me so much more effective um, than I would have been otherwise. So um, I think that's where we learn. It's in those moments that we, like you said, we learn to walk out our faith in those moments. If we never have them, I'm not sure we would know things intellectually between our ears. I'm not sure that we would ever really truly get them down in our spirit. And so true, Coach, I, I could not have said it any better. 
you know, I, I'm, it's funny and I'm laughing too. Uh, shout out to Coach Bates, uh, one of my college coaches. Is I saw him listening in, and so he's gonna hear this. So shout out to you. But it's the truth, right? So you know that as college athletes, we have to undergo the preseason training and workout. <laughs> Right. Right. And so as the coaches, then you knew where you needed us to be for the contest, for the battle. Right. For the end goal in mind. Mm -hmm. So even getting up at 5 a.m. I'm sorry. No, being on the track at 5 (laughs) a.m. Right. You get up at 5, you late. Come on here. <laughs> you arrive at 445, you late. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but they knew something that we didn't know. Right. When they planned that. Going mm-hmm. in the weight room and tired and hot. Let me tell you, I was, I'm from Florida. Okay. 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 North Carolina heat was something different for me. Like it's hot down here. It was different. Okay. But getting on the track and going in the weight room, despite yeah. But we do it, right? But they did it with the end goal of mind, knowing what I didn't know. Right. And even right. though those weights were heavy, mm-hmm. it was hard to carry. Right. Come November, right? There you I go. was ready for you the battle. Ready. I was ready for the test. And what I didn't know is that the leaders, being my coaches in that, in that sense, they knew what I didn't know. So I just needed right. to trust what they knew. And when I trusted what they knew, the end goal in mind, I was ready. And that's how God works. Yep. The load Absolutely. is heavy. Yeah. It's hard to carry. We don't understand why we're doing it. Make it hot and heated. Okay. Yep. Make it hard. And sometimes you got to get up way early in the morning to yes. get down on your knees to bear exactly. what's coming next. Exactly. But he's doing that with the end goal in mind. In mind. Exactly. So much more concerned about our character than he is about our success. Come on. It, it took me a little bit of time to figure that out. Um, he wants to bless us. He will bless us. Um, but he's not going to give us anything that he doesn't prepare us for first. Come on now. So to your point, that preparation is necessary. It's not easy. It's tough. And it's early. And it's hard. And it's heavy. And you're tired and all that good stuff. But, you know, one of the things that I found is that everything I need in the middle of that battle, I can find in his word. Man, when I tell you, I, you know, I, I found myself up early in the morning at times, cracking the word open, a little stressed about something. And he gives me what I need, right? Like I was just in the word a couple of days ago and I was looking at Ephesians three and I finally got a really good understanding of what it means to be strengthened in our inner man, right? Understand um, that the fatigue of the world, the weight of the world, the concerns, all of those things that come up um, just as we live our lives, um, those things happen because that's life. That, that's, that's the stuff that, that happens as we go through our life's journey. Um, but man, when we figure out um, that, that waiting on him strengthens us and praying strengthens us and staying in his word strengthens us, he, putting people around us that sharpen us strengthens us, right? Um, it, it means so much more to me at 52 than it ever meant at 18. And I knew the scripture then, 
Like I knew it. I, I read it. I could probably have even quoted it, but it means so much to me now um, to understand um, that everything we need, right? And you say it and it almost sounds cliche, but you know it when you say it, right? You know it for real, that everything we need, uh-huh. ah, we can find in him. Um, and I and I and I get that and I understand that and I praise God for it. Um, because I don't know what's next, right? Like that's you were talking earlier about the faith, the faith journey and, and the fact that we don't know. Um, if he told us too much, it wouldn't be faith. Um, but I know that regardless of what next looks like, what comes next, um, that I've got everything that I need. Um, that inner man is going to stay strengthened because I'm going to continue to do the things and I'm going to continue to put the people around me that I need to, to make sure that I have what I need so that I can continue to move um, the way that he's called me to. That's, that's the goal is, is if, if I can understand and stay locked in to the goal being impacting lives for the kingdom, you know, the rest of it, you know, he'll help me figure it out as I, as I try. Because he's going to order my steps. He's going to show me what's next. He's going to bring right people into my circle. Um, but if, if if I can stay focused on the main thing, what they say, if you can keep the main thing, the main thing, mm-hmm. do that, then I, I, I'll be fine. And, and, and what comes next on the outside, on the exterior, um, I'll be able to work through because that inner man will be where I need it and want it to be, where he needs it and wants it to be so he can continue to use me. Coach, you know, you know now, I'm old country church, okay? So you better be glad it's virtual because I tell people all the time, you know, you liable to get the funeral home fan thrown at you, you know? Hey, listen, you 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 up here <laughs> preaching to me too right now. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving oh, it. This is what, what I'm talking about right sure. here. This yes, is, this for is sure. The beauty of, this is the beauty of what you do, right? The beauty of what you bring, Um with with your with your servant leadership and your podcast and and the way that you reach out um the way that you are unapologetic um about what you do and how you do it um so so when we talk about strengthening being strengthened in the inner man you're doing that for me today right i I just i i I need you to know that um and be encouraged in your journey as well i think i told you when when we hit each other up on 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 twitter Listen, you you just you're such a blessing to me. Um, because I do, I want to be behind the scenes. I don't, I don't want to be on anybody's platform or any or in anybody's spotlight. That's people who know oh, that's just not the way I roll. Um, so when I'm scrolling and I find somebody that's oh man, she thinks like I think, she talks like I talk, and she's bold <laughs> about it. I love it. I love it. God bless you. I think that the things that you're doing, um, they they, they there's a reward. Um, on this side of heaven, but there's one up there for you as well, sis. Keep keep doing what you do. Absolutely. I, I am humbled by that, and I appreciate that. It's so funny. I'm, I'm much like you in that regard where, you know, you notice I try my best, but like, stop doing that. When people give you hours, <laughs> you'll see me drift off. But I'm humbled by that, and I appreciate that because I just tell Christ all the time, you know, when he healed me, I said, legitimately, it was the first bold statement that I made on my own right I knew that back in Florida that my grandparents my mom my family was praying for me but it was the bold statement look it took eight hours from Tallahassee to Salisbury North Carolina for a reason wow 
Wow. It was a reason that a flight couldn't be found. And so driving was the quickest way to get to me. Why? Because I needed to be in that hotel, uh, I'm sorry, that hospital room alone by yeah. myself for a second. And I boldly said to him, I'm not sure while you're doing what you're doing, mm. but I've heard from my mom, I've heard from my grandparents what you can and will be. So I'm stepping out and I'm trying you for me. And I promise you right now, I'm telling you this was verbatim it. If you heal me, I ain't care if the nurses hurt me. I didn't care if the doctor, I wasn't trying to disturb the other sick people on the floor, but I needed him to hear and understand right. that I will be your mouthpiece. And for me, it was funny because although I'm not a shy person, I'm not the one, like you said, that wants right. to mic first. Right. But that was it. And so then it was like, all right, honey, what'd you say? <laughs> you heal what you got, you know? And right. it's funny how right. it works because it's like, it's not like, hey, pay the piper. It's literally the light bulb that goes out that says, this is why you did what you did. Right. This is why my right. journey encountered all of this. Right. And when each one of you all serving leaders, it makes more and more sense to me. And yeah. so- the boldness and the joy comes from because if I tell somebody I laughed I, I forget at this moment who I was speaking with but we were talking just about his goodness and words didn't come out for about mm. seconds in the podcast as I'm editing it was literally like just sounds like you feel where I'm going from and I told yeah. the listener that has not understood or learned Christ for who he is I need you to DM me because see, that's just it you can't quite put your hand on it you can't mm on it it's this feeling when he comes over you and comes yeah. in it's a yeah. difference you have a different walk and a talk for a reason and if Absolutely. you want to hit me up I will let you know <laughs> right 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 <laughs> oh I love it coach you know it's so funny though that we talk about these things and we talk about being tried right mm-hmm. and for even now talking with you and those listening now those that are listening on the podcast I don't ever want to make it seem like it's all roses and just a golden street that's coming, but that's mm-hmm. not all. Right. But one of the things I tell people, you know, they'll say, you always just walk around smiling. You just act like nothing ever bothers you. I'm like, that's, you know, that's not the case, but see, here's the difference. I go through things, but now I go through them and I know I don't go through them alone. Right. That's the difference between right. having him and not knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. See, I was trying to figure it out when I knew the God of my parents and my right. right. But when I learned the God for myself, I know that I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but he's going to be right there. Right there. In right a thick there. of it. Yep. But even right. in those storms, though, coach, sometimes it does get hard. We know it does. It and does. my grandparents and my mom used to always tell me, you know, boo, look, you got to keep a scripture in your heart. You got to the storm comes that you're prepared. You don't go running. I laugh every time that, that I say this because I am in, you know, we do get the hurricanes, right? right and you right. know, we don't prepare like we supposed to. We wait, okay? We wait to, yep. <laughs> to everything's off the shelf to try to go prepare. But right. that's prayer life. That's how we do when we try to actually be in his word. We don't stay ready, right? Right, right. You have to get ready. Exactly. So of course, my grandparents and my mom always said, keep a scripture in your heart, baby. I'm telling you. So that way, when those storms do come, you're ready and prepared. There's many of them that we pluck from, but everybody has that one that they just kind of just lean on when things get hard. 
what's that one or two for you that if you know you're just going through a day what kind of brings you back to balance i tell you what um probably over the last couple of years it's been jeremiah when god talks about knowing the plans that he has for us you know plans to do um good and not do us harm um and just really internalizing that um and understanding that 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 actually means like for the for the longest time, I probably believed whether I whether I acknowledged it or not, I probably believed that, oh, that verse means that everything is gonna be good. Because mm-hmm. God said that his plans for me were good, right? Um, now I understand that even when I'm going through difficulties, even when I'm going through difficult times, that I can lean on the fact that his plans for me are good. Um, that he that he always wants to do good for me, that that he's not trying to harm me even when I'm in the middle of something that I see that way in my physical fallible eyes, that that's not the way he sees it. Because to your point earlier, he sees the end. He sees the way that this is going to end and he sees what I'm going to look like when I come through it. Um, so that, that's probably been the scripture um, that, has, that has, has carried me um, through some of the most difficult times. My life versus Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 though. Come on now. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to thine own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And um, I, I, again, just another verse that I've probably known um, intellectually for the last 30 years. Um, but today that means so much more. It means that when I'm getting ready to go into that meeting, I pause and I pray. You know, when that kid texts me and says she needs to come talk to me because something's wrong, I pause and I pray. Before I get on this, on this on this call, I pause and I pray um, because that is me trusting him in every situation, in every circumstance. We, we have a tendency to feel like, okay, I can take God and I can put him over here. And when I need him, I'll call on him. I'll pull him out of that box and I'll call on him because this is big, right? I really need him for this. Mm-hmm. That verse now to me means, listen, Jerry, there's not really a whole lot you can do on your own. You're not equipped. You ain't got it, sis. So, so I need you to pause and pray before you step into your day, um, before you get going, um, because any little thing that happens um, is something that you're going to need my God, you're going to need my direction for. Um, so those are probably two of the scriptures that I lean on the heaviest. Um, but I just like getting into the word daily. I, I like getting into the word every day and just trying to get a sense of, okay, what are you saying to me? today what do i need today what do i need for this moment what do i need for this particular situation um and then being amazed at how much he will give you you know the Bible mm-hmm. says that when we seek him with all of our heart we're going to right um and i think what we do sometimes is we we ain't seeking hard right <laughs> you know <laughs> we we looking on sunday um, and maybe one time during the week, we may grab the Bible, you know, before we get too busy. We're not seeking him with all of our hearts. Um, when we when we find that we're willing to be able to do that, man, the things that he shows us, uh, the way he makes himself known to us, um, even when we find ourselves in the middle of those difficult situations, like the ways, just the little ways that he shows us that, hey, I'm here. I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. I got you, you know. Um, it, it, it amazes. Those are the things about where I am in my walk that just amaze me. It's the day to day, um, and 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 the things that He is willing 
um, to show us about himself if we're willing to search and, and seek him. You know, um, he gives us the opportunity and the ability to, to make choices. And when we make the choice um, to make him a priority, um, then it's amazing to me to see the things that he will show us and the things, even the things that he will do for us in, in, in moments that just blow my mind and maybe wouldn't mean anything to anybody else. But mm -hmm. to me, moment, it's like, okay, God, wow. Like I see you or I hear you or I get it now, or, I understand. Or man, I know I probably wouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> yeah. If I hadn't asked you to speak through me first, I probably would have got it completely wrong. But the fact that I did and you stepped up like he always does is are those are the things that, that just continue to to amaze me about who I I think that's so perfect. Those are those are two of my favorites as well. Um, but I think you said something amazing there that we'll skip over verses that we hear often, right? Mm -hmm. And although it sounds so simple, seek ye first. Right. We don't do that. Like, no, and it's no, like, right. it goes right <laughs> on our head. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I need to, oh, this happened. Let me call my girl. Right. Right. Let, me, right. let me call this person. Let me call. Do you know what happened X, Y, Z? And then after we've gone down the phone tree. Mm-hmm. And only then we say, all right, God. Then we circle back. Yeah. What's your yeah. Name? Right. How do we, I was talking to another servant leader, and that's what she said. She said, so funny, we seek everybody else. And they'd be like, all right, God, what you think? What you think by that? Right, right. And it's funny because it's like you traveled through all this long line of imperfection. Mm. Back to perfection. Yes. Help yes. me understand that. It's so funny, even growing up, even at a younger age, I actually um, trademarked the statement trust perfection. And it came from, I would just say it, right? Mm. And it truly came from God because it came truly out of thin air. I would just say right. it. It wouldn't make sense to me. As through our lives, we do so many different things that are imperfect. We trust mm. so many that are imperfect. Right. They're not going to say, hey, oh, this is what's wrong with you. Okay, now even on telling me, you haven't seen me, touched me, saw the source of the issue. You right. me to take something. What did I do? I went to prescription down to CVS and I got it. And I yeah. took it. Yeah. Probably didn't even read the little right. print <laughs> that they speed through on the commercial. Yep. Exactly. But I took it, right? Exactly. I get on a plane. You know this coach, you probably go all the time. I get on a plane and it's rare. How often do you see the pilot? Right his head or when you get off but we get on and we fly to friendly skies but i think yep. all these imperfect things we get in the car and drive mm. yep. every day every in day. the madness and we make wow. it from a to b but here's this perfect man it's mm. not only saying seek me first and it's not it's not a large hurdle you have to cross here's here's what you got to do right when you seek me with your whole heart. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Then there's this man that says, hey, cast all your cares on me. Right. Because what? I care for you. I care for you. I want exactly. you to find, I don't care, this is the person that loves you the most. They have a yep. with you casting cares. Right, right. Look, everybody, my mom loves mm. me. Right. Okay, but even she is imperfect and has a limit to her assistance to me. So true. Wow. But this man that is now. perfect, that can yep. fulfill all my needs and has a, a fountain of everything I need that never runs dry, that says, hey, wow. 
me. I want them. I'm asking for them. I'm truly wanting you to give them to me simply because I care about you. I don't want anything from you. Yeah. And ask me, yep. it don't cost yep. anything. Just give it to me simply because I care for you. And we find that to be so hard. So difficult. So difficult. And it's, it's, it, and it's amazing. Um, you know, to your point, like the, the, the things that we are willing to put our trust in, um, you know, the things that we have confidence in and put our faith in. And, and like I said, everybody is imperfect. All the stuff around us. Um, I heard a pastor preach one time that Psalms 37, 14, we, uh, 37, 4, we send a quote, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desire of your heart. And we, and we, we quote that thinking, okay, if I stick close to God, he going to give me what I want, you know? And, and one of the things that he said that stuck with me as an adult is, um, I believe David was asking God to give him the desires he wanted him to have, right? Not the desires I want, right? Like, give me the desires that, that you want for me. Give me those desires. So that way, when I start praying and seeking you about things, I'm seeking you for the right stuff. Because that's the other problem for me. Um, I, I don't want to just want stuff that everybody around me tell me I should want. Right? I want to I seek him for the things that he wants for me. So even to your point about the way that you have been drawn into ministry and some of the other things that he's called you to do, um, I want to be able to pray, okay, God, what, what are the things that you want for me? Um, whether it's wisdom, whether it's um, a platform of some type, whether, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, I don't want to just be out here randomly seeking him because I feel like that now that's going to help me get the things that I want from God. Mm -hmm. um, I want to seek him because I really want to know what he wants from me. Like, what can I do for you? What can I offer back to you? You've already given me the gift of eternal life. You've given me your son. You've given me all of these things. Wonderful life. Okay. What can I, what can I, what can I offer back to you? Give me that desire. Place that in my heart as a desire so that I can then pray to you to, to allow me to have it. Um, but I, but, but you're, you're so right. I, I can think of a million times when something has jumped up, popped off, and I'm running to whoever <laughs> is going to be able to give me the answer, you know, um, or somebody who's a, a mentor, somebody I trust. Um, and then to your point, okay, then I'm going to come back and say, okay, Lord, you know, what, what do you think? Um, but that's, that, to me, that's what growth is about. That's, that's, what, we have to, that's what we have to grow into. Um, and the Lord's really got me right now in this space where I'm, I'm, I'm really big on grace. Um, I'm, I'm in a place right now of the Lord just really speaking to me about being gracious, um, administering grace to others and to yourself, right? I, I think social media age, we are so hard. <laughs> we are so hard on each other. We're hard on ourselves. You know, we hold these people. I asked my team um, last week when we were meeting right before they left. I was like, well, tell me what your definition of a, a good teammate is. And so they went around and, and you know, this is typical things that people say. Like, I think a good teammate is somebody who listens, somebody who cares, somebody who's there for me, somebody who got my back, holds me accountable. All the good stuff that sounds really good. And then I said to them, so are you a good teammate? And they kind of, everybody kind of sat back in there. 
And some of them, you know, I got a, I got a range of answers. Some said, yeah. Some honestly said no. Some said not all the time. Sometimes I am, you know. But the point I was trying to make to them was extend a little bit of grace, right? You have this version right now in your own mind of what you think a good teammate looks like, but then you also were willing to admit that you're not that every day yourself. So extend some grace, you know, offer some grace to your teammates, allow them to be flawed, allow each other to be flawed, allow yourself to be flawed. Um, because, you know, Jesus is really the only perfect man. Um, and, and he has given us space. He tells us in Romans eight, there's, there's no condemnation when you're in Christ Jesus. So allow each other to be flawed and extend a little bit of grace. That's the space that he's got me in right now, honestly, just because, uh, you know, I'm on social media and I see how people come at each other. And so many people have differences of opinions about everything, right? I watch people tweet something that they think is positive. And then you're like, I tell my husband, I said, you got to read the comments, Right. Like you can't even be yes. on Twitter if you don't read the comments because the comments yes. are what tell you where people are at. And it just blows my mind. Like I know when he tweeted, you know, this, that he meant something really positive by, but then there's like eight comments under it. It's like, well, how can you say that? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's just the space that I'm in right now is just, you know, grace is real. Um, you know, we, we've all been extended it by virtue of who we are in Christ. Um, and I really am just, you know, in the, in the platforms that I have and the people that I'm speaking to now, I'm saying, like, let's let's be sure that that's a part of who we are, that we're extending grace, not just to others, but to ourselves as well. Like, we don't have to be perfect people. That's, that's not what we're here for. And to your point earlier, I think sometimes it's being transparent and show, showing, being willing to show our flaws um, that really impacts that really draws people to us and gives us an opportunity to share our hearts and, and share what Christ has done for us coach that's so good oh my goodness that is so golden and I'm telling you it all aligns like when we get off here you'll have to go listen to the soundbite in the episode um of coach Sherry Cole but listen to soundbite first because it met right where you are I chose the soundbite well sorry my and God let me to choose a soundbite for her when she spoke about grace because what I said to her I said it's so funny how we are people judge us off of our worst moment absolutely absolutely I can go into the wings and the girl at the register she's probably 10 minutes from her shift and she probably is tired I don't know what happened that day but I got the blunt end of her attitude right Uh, yep yeah, I've judged her off of 10 minutes, not even 10. I've judged right. her off of maybe the two minutes it took to check me out, right? Exactly, exactly. What if I had gone at 8 a.m.? Right, right. Right? What if I had gone right after her lunch break when she's full, you know? Mm-hmm. Often, we all do that. I tell people I call it a point of origin. You know, everyone has a story and a reason for why they do what they do, right? Right, right. And right. I, much like you... That is what I am intentional about. I, I try my best. Somebody gets an attitude. I'm like, mm, it probably has nothing to do with me. That, right. that I prayed so hard. Like, God, let that be my first thought. Like, mm. don't so personally. You know, right. help me see them how you see them. Exactly. I tell people all go. the time. Amen. Come on now. Because the person, that's the it thing like that this. I tell people is we may not, wow. know, but here's the thing. They're his children too. And that's what he told me. I had to sit back on it because I was like, man, you know, 
is yes. people are something else. They yes. are. Absolutely. Including ourselves, we have our moments. I right. think it was, I'm watching him right now say this, and his sermon, he did, it went across my feet, and it said, the problem is me. He said, sometimes I see you call the nine on answer. And I yeah. Sometimes I do have an attitude. So he's ripping up all these things. He said, the problem isn't you. Sometimes the problem is me. And the there you go. realize that, the more wow. that you give up his grace. And it's funny because that's how God gave it to me. He said, Chelsea, you know, I'm not saying that the person wasn't That's not what I'm saying. Right. But what I'm saying to you is that as you are speaking to me about this, as you're praying for discernment in this, you're my child. But this is what I need you to know. They're my child too. There you go. There you go. And it literally changed my whole. Yeah. Get on my nerves, but you don't get on his nerves. Okay? Yep. Exactly. He, he don't love me more than he loves you. Okay. Exactly. Work that way. Exactly. I like to tell exactly. people he spoils me. And he does, but he also spoils <laughs> them too. Right. He meets us according to our needs, just like a parent. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you have a son and a daughter. You don't parent them the same way. Right. Right. You Absolutely. know what they need. But at Absolutely. the same time, too, even if your son is mad at your daughter, that's your child. And so Absolutely. When he gave me that giving people grace in ourselves was something that truly I have been intentional about. So when you said that, wow. said that, I'm like, okay, God, I got you. I got yeah, you. there it is. Okay. There it is. <laughs> my, um, my pastor, uh, when I was in college, the church that I attended um, there in Lynchburg, where Liberty is at. Um, he preached, he did an entire sermon, uh, series on the Lord's prayer. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, Chelsea, that he spent two weeks on our father. Wow. Two weeks. And it changed my life, right? Like two weeks on our father. Like, because when we talk about the Lord's prayer, we go, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be. Like we skip right over that. Who jumped on our father and stayed on it for two whole weeks, like, and, and said exactly what you just said, right? Like, he is our father. He's not just yours. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get to just hijack God and act like he just belongs to you. He is all of ours. And that puts us in community together as his children. And so how does that make, what does that look like? How, how are we supposed to be operating together when we are all part of the same family? Um, powerful. Powerful, yeah, absolutely. That is, I'm like, goodness. Uh, but me too, uh, Coach Robert, he's a servant leader as well. He said, I would love to hear that. I'm telling you. <laughs> it was good. It is, and it goes back to what we were saying, that the, it we, come on now, like we were the authors of this good book. We yeah. What's small and what's big in the work. Isn't that something? Right. That Let me skip over that. Just like seek ye first, okay? Yes. Seek ye yes. first. Yes. Yep. Three simple directives. Yeah, but we come over there. We just we jump the over it. Say, we feel like I got that. We feel like that's, it, that's what's going to be added to it. Yeah, that's little. We need to get to the big stuff. Let's get to the big <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> we something else. I tell you all the time. I said, Lord, I know. He looks at me and he be like, "This girl right here, <laughs> she's something else." Listen, aren't you? Aren't, don't you thank God every day for grace, though? And that's, that's what blows my mind about how hard we are on each other because we are benefactors of just the most amazing grace ever. And yet we then turn around and expect perfection or expect standard 
that's just crazy and unattainable. Um, we expect that from the people around us and even of ourselves at times. And that, you know, um, and so I think like to your point, you use the word intentional and I, and I have really tried to settle into that as well. Cause I don't think that comes naturally maybe. Um, I think it's something we really have to focus on and be intentional about. And that's, that's, that's just really, you know, like I, for some reason that word keeps coming back to me over the last several weeks, right? Like grace, 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 like stop being so hard on people that are imperfect, um, who are probably doing the best that they can, um, you know, just get, extend some grace, you know, because, because, because God extended it to you, um, you know, be willing to then turn around and reciprocate that and extend some to somebody else. Coach, that's so good. See, you know, I always have these conversations, but like, you're like a person I just know, like literally off this we, I would get caught up talking to you and be like, Coach, we didn't say we were about to go. <laughs> right, right, okay. right. And we still say we're talking. <laughs> I love it. But as we begin to, you know, wrap this thing up, Coach, there are two questions. And if you're a listener, even if not, you will learn these are two questions. That we, we do a staples, right? It's this two gotcha. questions to enshrine the next servant leader into the fold, right? I love it because it's truly like God is showing us i am building this regime right mm-hmm. and so that for me it's such pride like after the conversation yeah. it's like God, you add another one you add another one you add another one so awesome. the first one of the things i love to do right i always talk about remaining spiritually fit and the things that we do in our devotion to make sure that our iron is sharp so we can sharpen everyone else's and so one of the first things that i do um i have a seven month old okay it's my first child and mm. so meditation moments they're a little bit different now okay sure. where i'm trying to have my quiet time she's like uh hey he'll Ain't no quiet time for you listen <laughs> he gave me to you come on <laughs> right right there you go, there you go. <laughs> but i love to do what i call my god is devotion because mm. those storms like we talked about all the time or even when those valley moments come like we talked about early in this yes time, when i'm reminded of who he is right mm-hmm. It is easier for me to stand. And so what I'll do is I'll say God is. Prior to Hendrix, I used to write this thing, but now it's become more of a say thing, which I, I got you. God's intentional word there too, to speak. Right, right. And right. so I'll say God is, and I'll let that thing roll. I'll say God mm. is my healer. God mm. is savior. God is, and sometimes coach, I'm going to tell you, I will have to stop myself because I look yeah. like, I'm about to run late. Right, I got you. Because he's so many things. Well, you don't right. get a long list today. You get one. So if I, I say God is, and I drew an imaginary blank, how would servant leader Coach Jerry Porter feel that blank? God is what? My hope. Come on, Coach. My hope. Hope. Hope is my one word for this year. Okay. Um, after coming off of what was a, a very difficult year in in twenty twenty one. I went into 2022 with the full mindset that, you know, God is my hope. Um, when my confidence is in anything but him, um, it's probably not going to work out the way that I want it to. It's probably going to fail somewhere in there. Um, when God is my hope, it can't go wrong. I can't go wrong. So that, that, would, that would be the, if I only get one, that would, that would be the one. Come on now. I love it. I love it. And of course, this is the servant leader 
Coaches Bible Study, where servant leadership is at the forefront, the center, all around what we do, truly trying to get everyone. As I told you before, I feel like it's just like a spiritual professional development, teaching mm. serve and lead like Christ. It takes right. on so many different meanings, right? We see it in books and all these different things, but truly getting it from the foot soldiers like yourself. Mm. I'm going to ask you, servant leader Jerry Porter, servant leadership, two words, so many different meanings, but what does servant mm. leader mean to you? Wow. Servant leadership to me is doing for others without expecting anything in return. It's it's doing it's 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 loving people and doing for others, in particular these young women who are part of my my immediate circle. Um, when no one is watching um, without the benefit of any accolades, it's, 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 it's loving people like Christ loves me. Mm. It's, it's, it's that. It's, it's just it's doing as much as I can to impact for his kingdom. That's, that's, that's serving leadership in, 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 a, in a nutshell to me. Because they're his children too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Coach. I love it. I love it. I truly got to thank you. I really, um, this conversation has truly taken me from there to here today. And I knew it would, right? I just want to thank you so much, truly, that when I asked and we connected, that uh, you took the time and carved the time out to come and make us better. Iron sharpens iron. We know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I have thoroughly, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I've enjoyed meeting you in person. Um, and just looking forward to continue following your ministry. I've, I've enjoyed you. You've been, I've been encouraged by you and uh, I, I've been blessed by you today as well. I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Likewise, coach, I feel like if somebody touched me right now, they're going to cut themselves. Okay. <laughs> That's how I feel. I love it. I uh, got you. I love it. Before we go, as always, we're going to cover you all. So you guys just hang on for a brief moment, bow your heads, pause where you are, unless you're driving. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you right now for just another opportunity another moment to lift up your name, Lord God, to grow, to get sharpen one another's iron, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the things that we've seen and we've heard and ask right now, Lord God, that you allow those things to move in us, Lord God, as we walk and as we talk and as we lead, Lord God. Help our lights to continue to shine so that people can see them in whatever facet that you place us in, Lord God. I pray a special prayer right now for Coach Jerry Porter, Lord God. Continue to strengthen her as she serves and leads, Lord God, in every aspect, Lord God, at her home, Lord God, with those young ladies, Lord God, and just in her life. I pray a special prayer for everybody listening now and later to meet them at their point of need. We don't even know what it is, Lord God. You already know, so meet them at their point of need, Lord God. But most of all, help us to be lights so that those that may not know you can find you. And your son Jesus, Amen. always pray. Amen. 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 My favorite line of the podcast, Servant Leader, Jerry Porter, you are now a part of the Servant Leader family. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. That's yes, a great ma'am. family to be a part of. I'm excited. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to see you guys next time.